Good day and welcome to this discussion on hybrid workplaces shifting from on-premises to cloud, hot disks to home, brought to you by NTT. Uh, my name is Mudiwa Gavaza, and for today, that is the discussion that we are going to be having. Now, businesses uh, embracing cloud and uh, voice uh, solutions are experiencing substantial benefits. Recent NTT research uh, from its uh, employee experience reports reveals uh, that on average, customers uh, um, making the move to cloud voice achieve remarkable savings ranging from 40 to 60 percent. The question is, how do you reduce costs uh, but keep collaborating securely? To shed more light uh, on the bigger picture, we're excited, uh, you know, to have in studio two experts uh, that we're going to be talking to. That is uh, Prashu Garib, who is uh, Vice President of uh, Managed Network and Collaboration Services at uh, NTT that is uh, Europe, Middle East and Africa, as well as uh, Adesh uh, Babulao, who is uh, Acting Client uh, Partner Director for Managed Services over at NTT South Africa. And they're going to be talking to us about their managed uh, collaboration and productivity portfolio, uh, how all that is driving together with partners like Cisco to migrate uh, millions of users from on-premises to new cloud models by 2026. Gentlemen, greetings to you today. Good day, Mariwa. Good day, Mariwa. Perhaps a good place to start before we get into the meat and potatoes about on-premises, you know, versus cloud and, you know, legacy versus, you know, new. Um, entity, dimension data, we've always known, you know, in this market, uh, you know, entity, obviously there was, I think, the, 2020, the 2010 transaction, big one that took dimension data off uh, the GSC. But now we understand that we're no longer going to have dimension data. It will be NTT. Please, can you just give us the story behind that? No, thanks, Mudiwa. I think for, for us, it's also something that's quite momentous in terms of the brand change that we're going to go through in about two months' time. Mm. And, and I think there's a few drivers for that. Firstly, at a global level, our group uh, companies are actually consolidating the enterprise play, you know, both from an infrastructure or managed infrastructure and cloud applications perspective, as well as our consultancy uh, divisions that are now coming together under the under the banner NTT Data Inco- uh, Incorporated. Mm. I think that also then helps us to reaffirm our position as as in in, in the market. Dimension Data has got a brilliant brand, uh, great uh, connotation to a lot of our enterprises across the continent and into the Middle East, which is which is definitely a testament to the strong leadership that brought us in from where we were 40 years ago to this point now. But I think with that, uh, you know, the transactions that have taken place, some of the consolidations locally that we've done, just to make sure we focus on core businesses to help enterprises uh, in their journeys towards all the modern technologies, the transformative technologies, etc. It is time for us, and as a management team, the new uh, group led by Alan Turnley Jones have decided to embrace the name Entity Data Incorporated, but uh, under the auspices of being the mere part of that broader business. This means that we'll we'll not just be taking forward our applications and cloud business and our infrastructure business from a platform perspective, but also bringing in what was previously NTT data, which is more consultative-led engagements for our clients to help them you know, as they transform themselves, especially in our market where we've got developing verticals in industrial automation, mining, as well as in retail and and, uh, financial services, where we've got consultants now across the globe that can be, that can help those clients 
on those journeys on top of the managed infrastructure that, you know, part of which we're talking today in terms of collaboration and productivity. Well, they do say that uh, the most constant thing in life is change. And I'm pretty sure that uh, it wasn't an easy decision to reach, um, you know, retiring a brand like, uh, you know, Dimension Data, huge, um, you know, equity in the market, but exciting, Mm. you know, to see the developments that are, you know, being taken on, especially uh, when you think about uh, a brand with the size and scope, um, you know, of uh, Nippon Telegraph. It's going to be an interesting one to see. But to get into today's discussion then, um, cloud, on-premises, I'm sure we're going to unpack, Mm. you know, all of this. It's an ongoing debate, uh, you know, to say, you know, do I invest, you know, as I did way back in the day and just keep things by myself? You know, do I engage, you know, with cloud providers and, you know, migrate my data, you know, out? Or do I have, you know, some type of uh, an approach that keeps me, you know, with both feet, you know, on on either side of the track? So maybe to begin with, uh, businesses that invest in their employees and provide um, exceptional employee experience are more successful than their counterparts uh, that do not. Is that a true or is that a false? I think, uh, Rachel, I'll start with you. So, so I mean, absolutely true. Um, and I mean, if you if you you know you spoke Maliwa about the 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 research we've been doing in the space, and it it covers across all the different parts of our business. You know, just at the outset, uh, we we're not just uh, looking at technology for the sake of putting technology down as a system integrator. What we want to do is actually co-invest with some of our clients in these journeys to help them transform a lot faster Mm -hmm. to make sure that whether it's the network conversation or a security conversation or even a collaboration one, that we can, you know, we've built capability now that can uh, take away call it the menial work that needs to be done to get there and make the investment decisions a lot better. So just in the collaboration environment, our our global employee experience report, which focuses specifically on the employee part of the, you know, the way people communicate with each other, Mm. has honed in a lot more on hybrid working and the need for mobility. And and there's a few reasons for that in terms of that focus. Uh, We believe that, you know, improving uh, the posture of of clients, uh, you know, working environments uh, actually helps them improve productivity. It helps them cost efficiency wise. And yes, in terms of the way their employees interact with their clients. And yes, we've, where we've got a strong focus on, on the client experience side of it and, and that we, we really want to get the productivity element of that sorted out. Cause the same research actually says to us that although 57% of the companies, uh, that, that we've researched now are maturing or made decisions on, on moving to full hybrid working, Mm. uh, more than 86% of that say that it's not optimized. And that's causing a lot of, you know, cost reducing the, the, the customer, the employee experience as well, Mm. uh, which, which takes away from the fact that when we talk about attracting employees and using the word hybrid work uh, as a way to attract uh, good talent to us, it, it not having the right tools, not having the mature enough environment, and also not being able to show that as a secure environment is detrimental to the business. And that's where, from an NTT perspective, we're saying that, you know, uh, there's definitely a need for us to help clients in that investment journey mm-hmm. um, through the tools we're talking about, including partners like Cisco, who themselves have matured quite a bit in this space, 
beyond just you know the, the enterprise enterprise grade solutions that they have, and we can unpack that today as well. No, 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 most certainly. Um, addition, anything to add on this front? It has been a huge debate, you know, this whole thing of, you know, whether people work, you know, from home, um, you know, or in a hybrid environment and having the tools in place. Uh, I think people underestimate that. And we've seen companies uh, taking different approaches. Some it's been VPNs. Others will literally transplant your entire office from, you know, uh, from where you were at your office to your house. Um, you know, anything to add on this one? So I think, you know, what we must always remember is that employees are the heart of an organization. And mm. I think, you know what, if we look at top performing companies, they would always tell you we would put our clients, uh, we put our employees first, right? And I think, you know, Understanding how employees engage. Yeah. It's no longer just traditional, let's go on voice, let's have a discussion. It's about teams, about collaboration. What is this collaboration? Mobility. I think, you know, if we look at an individual, he holds a phone in his hand, he's got a tablet that he engages, he's got his PC, he's got his laptop in front of him, he's got multiple devices. And I think, you know, for us, the most important thing starts to come about is how do we actually string all of this together? And I think what's more important, I think, you know, when we start to look at some of the features that um, when we start talking about the products that Cisco has actually brought to market, how they've partnered up with NTT for us to actually start to develop the fabric underlay mm. that will actually start for the, for the employee to get a more holistic experience. So it's no longer about what I can do in the office, I can't do at home. It's actually, you could work from anywhere. And I think we need to start to embrace that. I think, you know, is, but more importantly, I think, how do we get it secure? Yeah. I think, you know, security at the edge for us is actually quite important. And mm. I think, you know, ask any CIO out in the market and he'll tell you, oh, my biggest nightmare is what is the cost of that security? And how do I actually keep things secure? I think we all saw the trend in the uh, mid 2000s where it was bring your own device started to crop up. Today, we can't control. There's 29 billion end user, right? Uh, or IoT devices out there in the market. Whether you want to engage on your phone, mobile, right, we need to ensure that there's a seamless platform that you're able to migrate seamlessly, mm -hmm. work, collaborate. It's about messaging, meeting. And I think we need to start to embrace that a lot more. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, this is what the future entails. And I think hopefully by the end of discussion, we'll mm -hmm. be able to actually unpack a little bit further in terms of why do we need to shift? And I think, you know, the world has started to move in that direction. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, how do we actually ensure that we are able to secure it? Okay. That's it. Now, it's very important. And uh, Prashil, maybe uh, we can bring you in here because Adesh is bringing in some very interesting points to talk about the different devices that people have. Uh, but the fact that, uh, you know, all of that needs to work seamlessly, you also need to secure that. But there's a cost, mm -hmm. you know, element that is involved there. So that, you know, allows us to then ask, how is the transformation to hybrid work creating opportunities to reduce hardware and infrastructure costs and at the same time what's the impact on reliable and secure communications for remote and office teams yeah absolutely so i mean look at it you know a couple of perspectives we're talking about hybrid working which means it's both the work environment yeah as well as the home or alternative work environment that needs to be uh technologied up for want of a better word, to be able to to run on this in, in, you know this new world of, of communication. So whether you're talking voice, video, instant messaging, or even sh sharing of information through different cloud applications, 
the right tools have to be in front of you. Yeah. And what we found, uh, Mudiwa, before we actually talk about the saving side of it, is clients are opting for things like soft clients, but they still need to be able to move on to uh, a World Wide Web. So mm. they definitely need to have strong broadband infrastructure. They definitely do need to have a strong ability to connect any device because that's not in control anymore where users are working in different environments. In the office itself, we, you know, modernization of that uh, environment is necessary for wireless infrastructure as well as uh, what's happening on, 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 the, on the switching side of the, mm. of the network, plugging into the cloud environment. But that itself, if you talk to any cloud uh, um, you know, service provider, they would say to you that moving to whether it's public or pub, private or, or hybrid cloud itself does yield its own savings to enterprises. The beauty of collaboration now being an application or a set of applications in the cloud means you're not running different networks to get uh, customers connected, and that's a saving. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you know, you're bringing everything on top of the internet yeah. uh, or on top of an enterprise environment. What we find is on the, uh, uh, you know, on the user side or the employee side, mobility and mobility management is, is, is key. But the beauty of now having technologies like Entity Extend means that you can run applications like WebEx on any device. Mm. Right, so you can you can improve productivity itself, and though not a cost saving, it's a it's a benefit to the business by having more uh, output from the employees anywhere in the world at any point in time. Mm. So you know th- those are things that are written into these investment cases for clients, but bringing it all together from a, from a cost point of view, you know, we're seeing that now by customers selecting uh, this approach of hybrid working and going all out to modernize the environment, sort out the connectivity and, and link it up to their cloud strategy, linking it up to the service provider of choice, and then attaching to that uh, calling plans, which we as NTT, for example, offer a lot of uh, benefit in terms of our global uh, footprint, in terms of how we terminate calls anywhere in the world to multiple uh, uh, countries on multiple network operators and where we've pre-negotiated those rates, that becomes a savings, especially as customers move from legacy, multiple calling uh, environments onto the NTT cloud voice platforms. Mm. It is an interesting um, development. And I say that simply because you know, when you're going through a pandemic, you know, which has really brought uh, about uh, the, that that seismic shift mm-hmm. because people were doing um, hybrid working. I remember mm-hmm. uh, before COVID, um, one of, uh, I don't know whether you can call them a competitor. Um, I went to see their offices. It was Oracle mm-hmm. in, uh, you know, close to, close to Midrand waterfall area. And at that time, they were talking about, I think they had about 400 or so people that were working, but their office could only accommodate about half that mm-hmm. because they were like, business happens out there in the world. Mm-hmm. And we believe that we don't really need you here. Just go out and do your work. Mm-hmm. So it has been an interesting one. But I think the part that was misunderstood was just how much investment actually goes into making all of this work. Mm-hmm. And in making that work, there's a whole process of, you know, moving people to different and new types of technology, right? You're talking about calls just now, like how do we move people from a legacy system just to being able to terminate calls online, like, you know, what you were saying, so that people can collaborate, like what Adesh was talking about. 
So maybe we can then talk about your ambition, you know, to migrate users to the cloud and other modern technologies uh, by 2026. Um, I think uh, Adesh had already brought up the fact uh, that uh, there's collaborations and partnerships with, um, you know, the likes of Cisco. Uh, that is, uh, you know, something that is global, that is something that is strategic. Um, so maybe Adesh, you can give us some insight into what a partnership like that you know, looks like and what it has meant? Um, I think what's very important, I think, you know, the heritage that uh, Dimension Data Entity shares with Cisco spans over a period of maybe, I would say, 30 years. Yeah. I think what's also important is that we are partners in more than 41 countries mm. globally. And I think, you know, that itself talks to our engagement, right? And, you know, our development that we also share with Cisco in terms of our ecosystems. Um, what's more important to us, I think, you know, at this stage is that our ability to also, as a Cisco Gold, global gold partner, we are able to actually, and I think, you know, that, that partnership itself, that certification talks for itself. We're one of maybe five globally, right, mm -hmm. that share that certification. And I think in the next maybe uh, year and a bit, I think, you know, we've actually got roadmaps to actually accelerate and expand the entity and Cisco offering globally. Um, with that said, I think, you know, bringing it local, I always say it's mm. important, you know, mm. um, we talk about this 41 countries globally. But what are, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? And I think, you know, very recently we were privileged uh, to have the, glo the global CEO of Cisco as well as our mere uh, CEO actually meeting Cape Town. And mm. I think, you know, where they started to solidify the plans of expansion that both organizations would actually start uh, to execute on. So that's exciting stuff for us, I must admit. Mm. So to make all of that happen, you know, because like you said, it is a strategic, um, you know, partnership that is global. One of the things that I've appreciated, um, you know, covering the sector is the fact that, uh, Having a global, uh, having a global partnership, um, has a lot of work behind it because you, you make, you sign the deal at the top, but in each of the operating countries, regions, uh, and territories, you sort of have to actually go down. How do you incentivize the partners? How do you operationalize that? What are the products? You know, what is the mix? You know, what are you, you know, taking into that? So maybe Prashow, you can give us some insight. What is Cisco doing in terms of, uh, that, uh, product evolution? Solution. And at the same time, how has NTT helped to translate that and make that local, as Adesh is talking about? Look, I mean, Cisco, Cisco is continuously involving uh, its product set in collaboration, you know, from the days when we had enterprise great telepresence solutions, video conferencing, etc., mm. to now, you know, embracing the cloud and embracing uh, this entire play on security and enhancing the feature set. They, there's a lot of work that's being done by Cisco themselves to improve the manageability of, of endpoints and the manageability of um, uh, users, etc., to ensure things like zero-touch networking yeah. and all of that that are brought into this so that you can then allow any device to carry the application um, to, to, to run the, the, the services that you need. Yeah. Okay, so they've definitely matured, and that, that, that we find is... Is, is, is getting a lot uh, of, of traction at the moment in, in the global market, that together with features around AI and automation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, improving uh, even on, on, on internet-based calling and collab uh, voice collaboration, uh, the performance of that. 
uh, is, is key. And, and how does that happen in real time, irrespective of where the user is? So to, to go back to this hybrid working, um, depending on your internet connection, depending on the device that you're using, uh, and, and a lot of other factors that, you know, make up the quality of that performance as yep. then compensating for that, uh, to the, through the tool set. Mm. So that you know you, you, your user experience is as professional as if you and I are talking to each other in person, uh, and I think that that's quite important for us in terms of the quality of the applications and and the devices, and as well as the interoperability that they need to have with mm. uh, a lot of the other uh, players in the space, so that it doesn't become a lock-in uh, type mm. scenario. So the world is gone open and software defined, and I think. That, that helps us. The, the last point, and it ties back to, to sort of client experience as well, is the call center integration. So, you know, the users are then able to work across the band between themselves uh, and the employees and their, and their suppliers and their customers seamlessly. And I think Cisco's done a lot of work to drive yeah. that. I think what Prashiel raises very quickly is it's an important point. And when we start talking about legacy, you know, we always talk in IT terms. Yeah, yeah. But when we start to move it into more commercial terms, you mm-hmm. know, what does it mean for me commercially? Um, when we start talking about cloud, and I think, you know, the rise of cloud has actually taught us a couple of things. It's taught us about scalability, the ability to scale on demand, mm. uh, but also at the same time, how do I also contract on demand? How do I also bring that scalability? What's that elasticity that we would then need to actually bring into our customers on how we contract? We are finding no longer our organizations wanting to contract these lengthy seven to 10 year agreements. We are finding it shrink every single time that we get into these discussions with our clients. How do we become more agile? And I yeah. think, you know, with that said, you know, it is where NTT actually looks at their partners. They look at their ecosystem and how do we actually start to bring it all together. Now, one of the elements, and I think, you know, I always like to bring our local experience in that, right, is around also how do we look at cost management? How do we actually ensure that we are able to build? We've got local dynamics, I think, within South Africa or Southern Africa region um, that are quite unique. And I think, you know, at the same time, how do we actually understand our telco providers? Yeah. How do we met? How do we do call line management? How do we actually start to bring the analytics right to our clients to say, hold on, I think, you know, I can actually save you some money. Yeah. Right. So in that essence of actually trying to unpack locally, right, what is that costing? Right. How do I actually build up that business case? How do I start to actually understand my full total cost of ownership mm-hmm. around the employee experience? We are able to help you build that. And I think, you know, we successfully have done it over the past eight years. I think, you know, we've matured in how we've transitioned clients from, you know, I call it 250 users all the way up to 10,000 users at yep. the same time. But equally at the same time, ensuring that, you know, the role players within an organization is no longer just the CIO. Mm-hmm. It's actually the CFO. Mm-hmm. There's HR because mm-hmm. HR is the key contributor in terms of getting those that employee experience back in. So we started to actually create the ecosystem, right, locally, where we are able to put together um, models that we can present back to an organization to say, this is my level of productivity. This is how employees collaborate. And more importantly, a greater employee experience. A happy employee is a greater company. Okay, cool. Pressure. Just lead on to that. I think, you know, tying it back to to, to the, you know, the, the cost of ownership, 
we've got a product now, customer lifecycle management, that they alluded a little bit to it now, which doesn't just look at telephony management, mm. you know, in terms of modernizing the environment. Uh, we spoke of it earlier about cost savings. Yeah. It actually, we've, we've seen cases where it can improve spend plans by up to 20 to 30% yeah. of, of, of clients today that might have multiple disparate in, you know, contracts with, with service providers, also at the same time, multiple different environments. Now you tie that up into the investment towards Cloud Voice, where uh, uh, Cisco plays plays a pr prominent role, it kind of pays for itself, yeah. right? And and then guarantee savings even beyond that. Mm -hmm. So you know, if you if you tie that into what we as NTT are doing together with Cisco uh, to to make it possible for clients, especially in the market, it's first to prove that cost of ownership, yeah, and help clients then get that through the line tying it up to the cloud strategy, and we'll talk a bit about the network strategy as well if we can, but that, that all plays a role in, in, in driving uh, a, a single architecture view, yeah. right? That then means now NTT needs to you know, help our clients uh, on the ground to actually make it more practical. Mm -hmm. So for users, for example, how do we go to the world of allowing any device onto the network? We've mm -hmm. launched a product recently called NTT Extend, and that allows us then to create um, uh, the, the, any net to any device without changing a SIM card mm. can then register to the cloud device environment, mm. and and it's it's based on eSIM technology. Again, yeah. we we kind of lead that charge uh, globally as well, but it then becomes an application that replaces the need for cumbersome mobility management, device management, etc., mm. as an option then to get clients onto single calling plans into the Cisco environment, for example. Um, the second part of it is extending our offer from, you know, from, from cloud voice per se, being, uh, um, you know, just, uh, you have to register the number with us and, and, and you, you have to migrate to us from a porting perspective to a world where we can allow any number onto our network, even if you have an existing relationship with someone else. Now, there's a couple of benefits to that. One is your, your you know, the employees themselves can maintain uh, what they have. Mm -hmm. uh, you as a, as a service provider could maintain relationships with the existing service providers until you're ready to switch, depending on, on your, you know, the abandoned cost, et cetera, that need to come out. But it takes away the regulatory issues. Yeah. So you don't have to now worry about terminating traffic in places where it's difficult to get uh, a regulatory compliance mm -hmm. or getting re registrations done, et cetera. Yeah. We, yeah. we take that pain for you. And there's ways in which we've done that through APIs. Again, in the name of cloud, because it's more scalable, more more application driven. Mm -hmm. So we, we're trying to bring the technologies together to make it easier for customers to get onto this yeah. and then start getting the savings a lot faster. Yeah, I just want to add on very quickly. And I think Prashil brings up a very important point about that mobility. But I think, you know, for us, it's equally as a global telco, right, is to understand what is, has been our investments into that digital backbone. Mm. When we talk about that in simple terms, it's about what have we put onto the network? How do we manage that network? Remember the employee experience is backed upon the quality of service that they actually get in your home when you actually have to access um, your device. Yep. And what we've actually done is we've built as NTT, we've built platforms that sit above um, what you call this, your traditional uh, collaboration suites, where we're able to actually look at the components from connectivity to the actual suite, to the termination point as well, in terms of how does that 
experience actually translate? So our investments, I think, you know, Prashil's probably equally mentioned it as well. I think our investment in platforms that are out of Bangalore, um, where those support structures are actually based. Um, we are able to actually, irrespective of the languages, we do support multi-languages across the globe uh, in the regions that we operate. For us, that's quite important. So traditionally, when we have to look at, when I have to look at a voice strategy, I have to look at my, oh, where does my PSD? And I have to look for a provider that's out there. I have to look at PABX. I'm going to have to go and find um, mobility for hardware. And even in the old VoIP world, we had to look at, oh, there's a hardware. Oh, but I have to go buy a license on top of that. It's all eradicated, mm. right? It's as simple as this. You take your headset that connects to your phone and off you go and you're ready to utilize. So the total cost of ownerships, we've actually reduced that complexity by and large. And we've actually, I think, you know, I always like to say we've become experts at it in the last eight years or so. And yeah. I think, you know, it's exciting for us to actually walk into a client and say, Ben, you know, we started off the conversation is, is there going to be a saving? Absolutely. Mm. Let's help you that savings profile definitely i think and uh, this is quite a flowing <laughs> question but i mean look there's two there's two or three more points that i want to just raise in terms of how we can you know help clients and what we've done with entity and cisco yeah to to, to accelerate clients into the space because now I mean, it sounds the, like the this uh, now, it's right? an exciting space here yeah. i mean look so so for example if we talk about calling plans and the ability for us to then attach uh, a rate for unlimited calls across the continent now imagine the world where those calls through the entity world uh, are net. And, and that obviously brings a, a new level of savings for clients, especially as they, as they grow their businesses across MIA and in, into the rest of the world. So that, that solution is actually launching soon, um, cloud hybrid, as it's being called. And, and again, it's, it's localizing that into the South African environment through our infrastructure solutions business as, you know, in terms of powering that uh, from a termination perspective. So we've secured much better rates of termination compared to what would be safe even from a global perspective, just to make sure that we can get um, uh, the economy of scale back to our clients. Yeah. And I think the last point I want to raise is, is around the way that the stuff is managed. You know, Adesh mentioned the delivery centers that, that we have in Bangalore and even Port Elizabeth today that manage our collaboration environments together with networking and security. Cisco themselves have got Controller Hub, which is an embedded piece of, of, of technology for clients to manage registration of users, etc. Now, imagine that being augmented yeah. with what we call MEX, uh, managed uh, experience. And, and that gives clients, from an NTT perspective, the, the safety net of somebody managing the network on their behalf, being able to manage across the collaboration space, the rooms, the home, the, the end users, et cetera, and tying that up from a security perspective um, at a fraction of the cost as if they need to hire an entire team yeah. to manage it on their behalf. Now, what's been the most interesting um, you know, about this is the fact that what's very clear and especially that last point is that there are so many considerations that uh, have to be taken if a company for business and organization is going to effectively um, implement some type of a hybrid, you know, working strategy. And the fact that, you know, if you've got costs, you know, top of mind, um, then there's ways to increase efficiencies, have the best technologies, but, you know, come in at, uh, at a cheaper rate than what you'd normally, you know, what you normally do. 
the piece that's interesting to me is uh, how much of uh, of the learnings from, I guess, the the, the telco, you know, piece of uh, NTT are being, you know, drilled down. You really see that filtering into uh, the various solutions, um, you know, that are that are coming to the market. And maybe, Prashil, I can ask you about, you know, everything that we're talking about. You know, we can say, what does this mean? for for network infrastructure right mm-hmm. uh because surely there are a lot of considerations uh that we need to have you know around this and i'm pretty sure that in make in those considerations there's an investment piece which we've spoken about quite a bit but there's also a an education piece because somehow some way the people that are putting these systems down need to know what they're doing then the actual people that are working in the companies actually need to know how to make all of this happen. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, the, the, you know, I see it as a bit of a chicken and egg at the moment with clients in terms of <laughs> determining, firstly, what the enterprise priorities are. And, yeah. and we've seen many CIOs plans that talk to, you know, reducing cost of ownership, improving uh, uh, their, their stance on, on um, you know, the bandwidth that they need to provide to deliver application, the cloud strategy, etc. So a lot of that today is maturing even in the South African market. Mm. Is the network modern enough? Uh, let alone the fact is the collaboration contracts that you've got, you know, uh, relevant, knowing that a lot of the infrastructure, mobility and fixed infrastructure is now legacy and, and you know, vulnerable. So, mm. you know, the, the, those, those are driving the, the decisions in terms of network modernization yeah and and i think you know that's where uh, opportunities for things like software defined networking etc become apparent in this world where we're now adding in users or, or, or employees from home yeah right uh where you're now seeing the home not necessarily as a branch but as an endpoint yeah and software defined again allows that because you can bring in multiple service providers without necessarily worrying about who those service providers are unless you set a standard in terms of the quality the experience or or, or even the budget that you want to spend yeah. on on selecting that but again, there's ways and means to compensate for that with the collaboration technologies that we've been talking about from Cisco, WebEx, etc. Mm. Uh, you tie that now back into the overall uh, cloud posture and whether your your client is looking at a, uh, a public or a private cloud instance yeah. and how that drives into uh, the connectivity world. You know, and and on ramps into the different spaces uh, are, are becoming quite and more uh, quite necessary over and above where the media processing of those calls happen. Yeah. Cisco, for example, we know has invested its, 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 its termination platforms in about 15 data centers across the globe, uh, but that now is expanding, and we're seeing investments taking place in Africa. Yeah. We're trialing that now in, in countries like Kenya and in South Africa yeah. to make sure that we, we can bring the traffic, keep the traffic as local as possible. Yes, Performance yes. Is, is a lot more... Uh, guaranteed mm. um, clients get the benefit of then having access to it as, as much as they need to uh, and it protects things like data sovereignty as yes, well especially yes. when you're using collaboration to share information etc etc and, and and all the other regulations that come with that so all of that is then considered where the collaboration parties embedded into the network strategy and it's tied into the broader enterprise strategy and the beauty of now where entity data incorporated is going is that we can look at the full ambit for clients and then the technologists like ourselves can (laughs) then go and help 
the client without necessarily them focusing on that. They focus on delivering the business value, the transformative tech like AI, ML, and, and client experience while we sort out these bits and bytes, literally, to get the client uh, as, as modernized as possible mm-hmm. and away from the risk of what would be legacy. Yeah. And, you know, sooner rather than later, my opinion. Okay. Adesh, um, your take, because, you know, I think uh, Prashil has given us uh, so a good insight on the networking side of things, especially the technical, um, you know, pieces, um, you know, of the discussion. What are the commercial elements that we should be, you know, considering, you know, when it comes to uh, that network infrastructure and the migration? So I think, you know, firstly, from a technology point of view, we've seen the rise of software defined. Yeah. And I think, you know, as we actually look at it, you know, people say, great, I'm going to make much more use of my licensing. What we've realized, Software Defined has allowed us to actually break the model of traditional infrastructure and separating licensing. It's given intelligence, but also at the same time, giving us commercial benefit yeah. in terms of how we actually view our infrastructure. But I think, you know, Prashil raises an important point around vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Right? And when we talk about vulnerability at the edge, we talk about security. Yeah. And I think, you know, when we start to look at how we look at SASE, right, and then we start to look at how do we start to bring these worlds together, what we've realized is that how do we actually start to manage this holistically? I think, you know, we've seen platforms being developed. I think, you know, one of the areas that we, we always like to talk about when we talk about WebEx and we talk about Cisco is around ensuring that we are able to look at the platforms that we've actually developed, right, as entity that sits above all of them. I think, you know, while natively, I think, you know, the WebEx platform does come with a, or I think it's called um, the Cisco Call Connect. Controller Hub. Yeah, Controller Hub, which does come natively with security built in. But what we as entity, we've built above that. We've, We've taken it one step further. We've taken our platform called Spectra and it's evolutionized. It's collected all the data that we've actually worked with Cisco. It, we've worked with our clients and we've started to actually build platforms that are able to actually look at the monitoring, provides you deep site analytics, right? That's able to actually drive your business in future. And I think, you know, unlike in the traditional world, we always talk about the cost of ownership, right? Do I need to employ more engineers? What we've actually done is we've actually used machine learning, right, to actually start to introduce some of the repetitive activities that one would actually need to do that we are able to actually natively build into our platform that actually gives you and runs those scripts in order for you to actually ensure that you've got a seamless experience. Yeah. So for us at the end of the day, it's about cost management, not just only at, you know, the employee experience, but also from a return on investment. And I think, you know, CIO's budgets, ask any CIO that you speak to, he'll always tell you, my budgets are not increasing. They're decreasing, <laughs> right? My requirements, my demands on business, from business has become a lot more. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's how do we actually ensure that we are able to provide a network that is stable, secure, and most importantly, drives the right value of investment. And I think, Mariwa, you, you, you've seen the theme now across where we, we're talking about different infrastructure levels and, and, and being part of a global organization. It's all analytics-led. Mm. Platform-driven uh, managed solutions is, is, is the name of the game. So the CIO conversation is a lot more enriched from the time we understand the environment up front till the time we take over and run it and optimize it. And it's continuous improvement based on the analytics and the fact that it's it's platform driven we we take the pain 
through automation. It means that that cost that would previously have been done, used to manage different devices, manage uh, uh, vulnerabilities or downtime, is now being used to enrich people. And, and that's the other part of this equation is how do we take people in South Africa or anywhere in the world and consolidate them mm. uh, uh, and make them more accessible to enterprises for the most, you know, the more serious stuff, the mm. stuff that really turns value over for clients. And bottom line is that's sort of why we now be now becoming entity data incorporated. One of the most interesting things uh, for a person like me is when I'm listening to the two of you, it's, I guess, taking stock of how, uh, because obviously there's this transition that's happening where dimension data is going to be known as NTT, uh, but you know the 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 relationship between the two companies has been there for fourteen you know plus years now. Is that you can see where the strengths on all sides are coming through. You know, I'm thinking about uh, the. The, the 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 hybrid the network strategy the fact that you guys are a systems integrator at some point uh, I I just haven't looked at statistics but you guys were one of the biggest players in the BPO space so all I'm I'm just thinking about how all of those different learnings have probably come in and influenced uh, the different product developments that you guys have um, when it comes to when it comes to something like this and also at the same time considering uh, there was an excellent Excellent point that um, Adesh made. And I think if you're inside the industry, you take it for granted. But if you're outside, um, and especially if you're an executive, you sort of look at things differently when someone says, my budgets are shrinking, but my the expectations on me and the systems are actually growing. Mm. So how do you do more with less? Absolutely. Which is, I think, at the heart of you know the, today's discussion. I think where we can end off, you know, for today, because it has been, you know, quite uh, quite an interesting one, is where is this cloud-first approach going to take us? Um, you know, Adesh, I think you know this one. This one is for you. Yeah. So the cloud-first approach, I think, you know, we always look at organizations and say, "Hold on, I, I need to be into the cloud," but is there really a need? And I think, you know, as we actually start to explore, I think, you know organization strategies, right? Um, the most important thing for us that we always hear as a common theme is, I'm going to the cloud, is it secure, right? Can I actually ensure that I protect my organization at the lowest possible cost? And I think, you know, for us, what we've started to do is that we've started to actually look at organizations, um, not just only from a security from an investment, from a network investment, and how do we actually capitalize, right, for an organization to make the best use of those assets? Mm. So in a cloud-first strategy, I think, you know, for us, we must always first evaluate where in that maturity cycle is an organization. Are you ready for cloud? I mean, we don't love to say we're ready for cloud, but I think, you know, there's a reality is that you've also got organizational change that needs to be considered. You need to consider the technology uh, maturity, the investments that are required. And lastly, right, as I've said at the beginning, is it secure? Mm. And I think for us, those are the considerations that we would like to always talk to our clients about. And I think, you know, being part of the NTT stack, I think, you know, it's without saying, we're very proud to always mention that NTT is a leader 
in the global telco. We are in the top right-hand quadrant of the Gartner uh, Magic Quadrant. And for that, it would testament. And I think, you know, you've also mentioned it as well. What does it mean for us locally? We are able to bring that global thinking into our local economy, yeah. right? Which means that we are able to transform the Southern Africa region and the Mir region a lot faster, yeah. right, than we traditionally did. So for us, the future from an NTT perspective is very exciting. Okay. And when it comes to the future, um, you know, one of the big themes that's going on right now is how do we have a sustainable future? So uh, when it comes to this discussion, um, is there any link? Where does, you know, sustainability fall? Um, you know, when people are thinking about, um, you know, moving from legacy, you know, to cloud, when we're talking about, you know, all these cost network strategies, everything that we've spoken about today. I'm going to, you know, when we talk about sustainability, I'm going to give you one biggest thing that somebody came past my desk and said, Adesh, I don't spend money on fuel coming to the office, right? I yeah. think that was the first one. I said, okay, so you, you're helping with the carbon emissions. <laughs> but I think more importantly, when we look at the network of the future, right, and when we start to look at how do we actually look at smart technologies and how do we actually ensure that we have energy efficient data centers? NTT has invested in our data center network, I think globally. I mm -hmm. think, you know, that that's equally important. Uh, we've got one in Johannesburg, yeah. Joburg one. And I think, you know, for us, the utilizations of these energy efficient data centers is very important. Um, we've got a sustainability challenge um, internally of which we ensure that we are constantly reducing. We are made aware. But more importantly, I think for us, it's about also ensuring that, you know, we are responsible citizens, right? G corporate citizens, that we are able to actually drive that down. Um, in terms of how we actually look at, we spoke about a lot of, you know, redundant infrastructure, mm -hmm. right? How do we dispose of that redundant infrastructure, yeah. right? And how do we actually make more use of software defined? I think the rise of cloud actually has all made us start to think, what do I do with all of this extra tin that sits on the side. Do I really need to travel? That's what COVID's taught us. Right? Yeah, yeah. Could we actually be a lot more collaborative over platforms? And I think this is effectively what we're starting to look at. And we are saying there is a metric. We as NTT measure ourselves against that metric. We want to get to a carbon neutral footprint. And I think, you know, that's the strive as a global organization that we live on the planet. All right. So that's where we end off for today. And as a proponent myself of uh, hybrid working, um, I've really enjoyed, you know, just, uh, you know, having you two listening uh, to the strategy, just understanding some of the ways that people can um, effectively implement, um, you know, hybrid working into um, their businesses, into their organizations, how it can be done cost effectively, um, you know, whilst being able to do more uh, with the resources uh, that people have. And and more than anything else, it's also good to hear and see uh, that a lot of these discussions are being had across the C-suite and it's no longer just a CIO or CTO, you know, type of discussion. It's across uh, the length and breadth of, uh, you know, the C-suite. I've actually heard of a number of uh, CFOs um, that have taken on, um, you know, part of the technology investment portfolio, you know, um, across corporate South Africa. And I think that's, 
uh, definitely a, 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 a good move. Uh, but, you know, as we end off, it will be good, you know, to see in future how all of this develops. Um, who knows, you know, the types of uh, technologies and strategies we'll be talking about if we're to save, uh, save the data and have the same conversation in exactly, um, you know, a year's time. What would AI have done for us? And, uh, you know, all of the different analytics uh, platforms that you were talking about. So that's been it. Thank you so much. We were in conversation with uh, Prashur Garib, who is the Vice President of Managed Network and Collaboration Services at NT, uh, NTT EMEA, that is Europe, Middle East and Africa, together with Adesh uh, Babulao, who is uh, Acting uh, Client Partner Director for Managed Services over at NTT South Africa. Gentlemen, before I let you go, how can people get in touch if they want to, you know, take on the conversation? You know, maybe uh, someone is listening and they're like, actually, I need to rethink my strategy. Well, there's two ways for myself. You can find me on LinkedIn, Prashil G, or you can call me 081 Prashil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you can reach me on my LinkedIn profile. I'm Adesh Babulal and uh, always happy to talk about total cost of ownership. Let's talk about how you actually look at your environment. More importantly, how can we help you move mm. forward? Thank you. Thanks, Modiba. Thank you so much. So that's it for this discussion on hybrid workplaces shifting from um, on-premises to cloud, hot desks to home, brought to you by NTT. I've been your host, Modiba Gavaza.